What's going on, everybody? This is Cuts and Conversation. I'm your host, Jay or Joe, whatever you want to call it, as long as you put amazing in front of it. And on today's show, I have Shay. Shay, where you from, Shay? I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Okay, okay. So, what do you do? I'm an esthetician and a makeup artist, so I do facials, I do waxing, I do eyelashes, anything that you can think of that's beauty related. That's not hair, I do it. All right, so I appreciate you getting on the podcast with me, and mostly, I've been trying to start this podcast for about, well, restart this podcast for about a year now, and I'm finally at the point where now it's time, it's go time. So, basically, this podcast is basically talk about this general stuff nothing in particular but nothing but mostly stuff just about everyday stuff finances where we at on this entrepreneur journey because you know we didn't say that in the beginning we're both entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. and uh, we're in a small town that's kind of funny you know funny acting people but uh you know we already got a couple like negative things against us but you know like we spoke earlier about finding a tribe we should find our tribe and like you know the first time I met you I wanted you to be part of my tribe you know you had a dope ass vibe yeah you had a dope ass vibe and I I was like yo she you know she definitely could be part of the team you know so like I'm always when I meet people I always try to see what the quality they bring to the team like I told you before when we spoke I don't like having anyone in my circle that doesn't that's not producing some type of positive traction to carry the next you know so like you know that's why i'm always like extending the other you know extending the help to you to help you get your business off the ground and just it's in general you know like i feel like we should all do that you know no matter what it is you know if we have the ability to do it we should yeah it's really important just to well not to find people because this sounds crazy but the people that you require like you will get them so if you are putting out type of energy into the world, if you being a certain type of person, those kind of people are naturally going to gravitate to you. Like if you ever heard that one Jay-Z song and he say, um, if everybody on my team ain't millionaires, then we all broke. Like, no, I never heard that. You one, never heard that song? No, nah, that's what's up though. I'm going to send you the song because I'm not even saying it right. But basically what he's saying is, if you claim to be rich and everybody else around you is poor, you are not rich. Like you're not fucking rich. Oh yeah, definitely. You I, have I got to you. Build I got up you. Yeah. the people that's around you. Yeah. So that they can do better. So as a whole, y'all can do better. So I don't want to be surrounded with anybody that's not already doing what I'm trying to achieve. What I want to hang around a bunch of people for that is lower than me. Not to say I'm better than somebody, but like you said, I want to pull somebody up that's gonna be behind me. But I want somebody else that. I can use to my advantage is gonna help pull me up. True, sure, yeah, definitely. And, it, and it's like a. Some people may look at it as selfish, but those people hasn't have not reached that maturity level <laughs> to see like, okay, everybody has a person. I have a purpose on on your team. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm with you on that. I, I'm big on that. It's not selfishness at all, and it's. Well, not I'll say really some people look at it like selfish because. It's, it has to be a you scratch my back, I scratch your back situation. Like, but that's not you know that's the thing. Like people don't look at it like that. People don't try to stretch, uh, <laughs> scratch each other back these days. Everybody's look for something 
from the other person. And I only speak from experience. I've been around the block a couple times. I've been doing this entrepreneur thing for about seven, eight years now. And everybody that I met, and I can put this on a stack of Bibles, wherever you want to put it on. And you can ask people that that can witness this. Everybody that I met, I always tried to make their thing better. Mm-hmm. Not saying that, you know, I'm not saying I stop focused on myself, but if they want me to be a part of something that they that they're doing, I see what I can see what they're lacking and I provide that that missing link. But every time either they fear the they fear that I'm gonna take it over and they just don't ride it out. Like we gotta network horizontally instead of vertically. You know what I mean? That's the way we're gonna grow. We we network that way. Yeah. yeah. And people be scared to work together because for some reason they feel like the other person will outdo them or something. So then like it's not all positivity because in the back of their mind they feel some type of way. Like, um, I'm trying to network now and I literally offered my help to this lady, my free help to do makeup for her dancers. And at first she said, yeah, but then second, she wasn't sure that she wanted to do it because she felt like she'd been burnt in the past, like trying to accept help from other people or like work with other people. I see that. I see with her, in her case, she was saying she got burnt. Like somebody's provide, if she said she got burnt by it. Right. Like somebody was unprofessional or maybe um, like they said they would committed to doing it and then like didn't actually show up. But I feel like. Or like she felt like she was taking advantage of my resources in some way, but. I'm not going to offer my help to anybody that I don't feel like is going to benefit me. Because yeah. that's stupid. Yeah. I feel like, I know I already peeped the game and I already seen what I will be able to gain out the situation before I even asked if she needed my help. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, I had to basically convince her to let me help her because she was just worried that, like, maybe it would, I don't know, like, it wouldn't go well. Like, she doesn't have a good experience working with other people. I mean, I can understand what she's saying, but I, I think probably most of that comes from her neglect on keeping the communication with the person you're working with. Just because somebody provides a service to you, you don't forget that person still need to feel like they appreciate it, and that's, and that's what she's probably missing. She's probably missing that that little that little thing that all she had to do was reach out to the person and let them know their that their service was was appreciated. And then and when she didn't do that, she get she got burned every time mm-hmm. because you forget that you and that's that selfish part. You know, that's that part where like she didn't realize what was on her what was in her circle. And when when that person is in your circle that you can network like that, you have to nurture that. Is that the right word? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you have to nurture that. Because it's a relationship. Yeah. Just because it's a business relationship don't mean people don't want to feel good about it like I compliment people all the time. Yeah. And it's just because it literally makes people feel comfortable and at ease. Like, people love compliments. So, to me, that's something that goes a long way, like, in a business relationship. Some people, they don't want to take the time to get to know people outside of what it is that you can do for them or they can do for you. And that's where they go wrong. Yeah. Because I feel like, especially women, they need, like, some type of grooming, you know? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, women want to feel nice. They want to feel nice. And it does, like, um, when I did this little meeting a couple days ago, and it was a bunch of women, and this one woman said she literally won't go to somebody unless they, like, make her feel good. Like, or say if she go to pick a hairstylist, she gonna go to the hairstylist Facebook to see how the hairstylist look or what her hair look like to know if she want to get her hair done by that lady. I mean, that, that makes sense, you know. But sometimes, like... 
most of the time you see hairstylists, their hair be busted. <laughs> you know, but those are one that can do hair really good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but I feel you that I, I think that's a good like process of elimination when you yeah. got somebody because once somebody do your hair, they become like they almost they're like an unofficial best friend. Yeah, like this person knows all and your they secrets. Spokesperson, like they go out into the world, show your work or whatever. And somebody yeah. be like, oh, that's a nice fade, bro. Like. Where you getting cut up at? Yeah. Like, that's the best thing that you can do is for your clients is build up that relationship that they like you enough to tell people. Because they might keep coming to get your their haircut because they know you do a nice job. But yeah. if they don't feel some type of personal connection, they won't have that same energy to tell somebody like, oh, yeah, my dude up here, he cut my hair, he do a great job. Like, go to him. Like, if they not messing with you on that type of level, they're not going to recommend your business no matter how good you cut the hair. Like it has to have you have to have a personal connection with people. True that, true that. So, how long you been on your entrepreneurial journey? Um, a month, maybe. A month? Oh, okay, a month, all, right, like all right. A short amount of time, yeah. When was so. the what, what? When was the time, the moment you realized you want this? Is what I want to do? Like, what led you to that that first step? Um, I've been always knew that I wanted to work for myself, especially when I got like into the makeup industry and I tried working for other people and it wasn't that I didn't enjoy the job that I did, but every time I didn't enjoy the company, I didn't enjoy the management or the clientele. And the only way you can create all those things is if you just do it for yourself. True. So you, so you don't, you don't want a boss. I... It would be nice if I had somebody that could manage all my stuff for me and I just came to work. That's the convenient thing about having a boss. Uh-huh. But then on the downside of that is they're managing you. Like, you can't do what you want to do. Yeah. You can't come to work when you want to come. You can't make your schedule how you want to make it. I feel you, I feel you. Um, yeah, and so, like, in before I used to work for Massage Envy, so... I would be working, you know, like a six hour, eight hour shift and they would just be collecting all my money because I was getting paid 18, 20 dollars an hour and they were charging a hundred dollars or more for facials and I was getting paid 18 dollars an hour. And that was a big awakening point for me that this is not it. That was slavery. This is not it. How are you guys, a whole corporation, getting paid a hundred dollars or more? For a person to come and get a facial, and I'm sitting here getting paid twenty dollars, and doing all the work, bringing all my clients back, building up that rapport, doing all the things that I could do for myself. So, like working at Massage Envy, what what things did you did you borrow from them as far as a like marketing and advertising? Because I feel like when you when you are tied to somewhere like. I used to work on four. I used to work on four lead, and I was an inspector. When I left, and when I was trying to figure out what I want to do and how I want to do it, I realized the job that I was in was only setting me up for my entrepreneurial journey. I was an inspector, so therefore I had to like dot a lot of I's and cross a lot of T's. So that only led me to when I started the entrepreneurial journey to read my documents more. Make sure my contracts are straight. Make sure I have, uh, when, at the time I was doing photography, so I had to make sure all photo releases were kept and on file. And it, just little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, what did you learn from Massage Envy that you're incorporating into your 
your your joke, your uh, business now? Well, um, the first thing they do that's real smart, which this is only will really work on a larger scale, is they have those memberships. So that's like a really smart ass fucking thing. These people pay every month, no matter whether they come and get a massage or a facial or not, they are still paying it. Like there are people that have like eight massages saved up because they just ain't had the time to come get one in a while, but every month they get pulled out of their bank account. Are you gonna do that? I mean, that just sounds like a, a large scale idea. Like, what do you I mean? mean? <laughs> not to downplay myself or anything, but I think that's what you're doing. You, <laughs> it's it's on a large scale, yeah. It's on a franchise level, but you can take a slice of that and like add into your own thing. Yeah, that's true. That's something I can think about for sure. Yeah, hell yeah, that plan. Even if people pay eight dollars a month. You know right, I mean? that's still something. It's, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's still something. It's still some type of income. And you just look at it, you know, I get 80 people. What's that? What? $640. Easy. Right. If you're just paying $8 a month. Yeah, that is actually a good idea to think about. Yeah. Another thing, they're real good on, like, the whole building up the customer rapport. Like, they have a whole, like, consultation form that people have to fill out before they even, like, meet the esthetician. So, all that stuff is, like, taken care of. So, like, you really only have to do your job there. So that's something I brought into mind. Like, I do consultation. Like, when somebody come into my space, then we talk about, you know, what it is that they want, stuff like that. And that helps build up the rapport. I'm getting comfortable with you and everything. Um, and then really just, you know how large companies is. They just get their money in any way. So it kind of teach you that hustle or whatever. Hustle on how to sell products, to how be to... be unapologetic. Yeah. Yeah. They so. pretty much cut throat straight to the point. And people respond to that because they're from, they're, they come from a large scale. Mm-hmm. But don't cut yourself short. Fucking be cut through too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Find it's it, not you know. even in my nature. <laughs> huh? I'm not a cutthroat person. You don't think? I mean, like, you... <laughs> what you, you trying to say I'm cutthroat? No, I'm not saying... I'm not trying to say you cutthroat. I'm just trying to say, like, there's nothing wrong with being cutthroat. Yeah, when it comes to your business, though. Yeah. You kind of have to be because then other people will take advantage of you. And this is your money, your time, all your investments that you put into it. And I'm just only at the beginning stages. Yeah. For somebody that you've been doing this at a long time than me, then it will cause you a whole lot more frustration than it would for me because I'm, like, brand new at it, you know? I haven't had a whole lot of hiccups and bumps yet. Yeah, I done had hiccups, bumps, bruises, cut, straights, you know what I mean? <laughs> so like, but I, if I was, if I was cutthroat when I started my photography business, then I think I would have been a whole lot better. But mm-hmm. like, I was too nice. I was giving stuff away. I was just too nice. And it took everything for me to kind of realize like, shit, I gotta back up. I can't, I can't keep giving stuff away, mm-hmm. expecting people to call me later or remember that. Cause if people don't pay, they don't remember. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I got the philosophy, they pay for everything. So, like with the barber now, I can be as cutthroat as I want. Once you put the appointment, you're here, you're going to pay. You're not going to walk out, you're going to pay. Right. Yeah. So what do you feel like are some things that you do to your clients that emphasize you being like, you know, more strict with your business compared to what you did in the past? Appointments. The appointment system. Yeah, appointment system. Even if they call me, I will not book the appointment for them because I want that responsibility to rely on them. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not just gonna say I 
hate to say it, <laughs> but our people don't respect our time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have, I have had more cancellations, more no shows from people that look like me, right? Because they don't value my time and they don't see barbering as a important occupation. So when I when for me to be cutthroat, I have to be strict on them booking the appointment themselves. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not. I won't do it for them. Even though I'm sitting right there. I won't. I won't do it because once I once I do it that first time, then they expect it again. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I may lose money, but I get it back. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so I, I'm willing to lose a few to gain a few. You know. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, I feel like that too. Like the app that I use for my scheduling, I can add on like if they're late, then I get to keep they keep whatever percentage of it if they don't show up at all then they have to pay at least 50 percent of it so at least i'm getting something if my time is not wasted you got it already set up they put the card on yep so when they go to book the appointment they have to put their card in so that when the appointment is over it automatically checks out on the app within one hour of the service being over yeah i see that's the only thing like i've been debating on doing um, I mean, I pay like $30 extra a month, so that's yeah. like another business expense, but then that's also something I don't have to like physically worry about. I don't have to worry about booking my appointments or doing any of that or having a conversation with somebody about tipping, because even the tipping, they send like a text message, like how much do you want to tip after it's closed out? Yeah. It's no uncomfortableness, and it's just so much easier. Uh-huh. I need to switch. I think it's worth it. I have the option to switch it over to that, but I just had, I just didn't do it yet. Why? Because I know, like, right now I'm trying to reach a financial goal. Mm-hmm. Right now, I don't want to lose more clients right now because I'm in the process of doing something. And once I put that on there, a lot more people are going to drop off because it's something new. It's something I wasn't doing in the beginning. And you know, it just like I go back. But that's just people, the best so, part of building up your rapport with your clients. So as they come in to get they cut, then you just need to tell them like, um, I'll be adding this into you oh, yeah. know my billing system in the next coming weeks or whatever like this. And as long as you're keeping your appointments and you're not late, then this won't affect you. Yeah, I don't know. And like they should be able to respect that. I sent an email out like last month, so everybody know that it's coming like May first. Mm-hmm. Like the you're gonna have to pay prepay for all your cuts that's coming may 1st like so i'm kind of slow walking it yeah and it's it's not a prepay because it don't come out the account at all like i don't have a um deposit i don't have a deposit it's just they put their car information in and it's nothing different than anything else that they paying for that they willing to do they should be willing to do it for us it just it just for small businesses like people when they feel like they know you when they feel like they're they're, you're in the same boat as them. Mm-hmm. They don't want they they lose that support. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. you know. And so like you, you know, people are weird as hell. Like, say like the same people you came up with. If they start noticing that you're doing shit that they feel like they're not capable of themselves, they will not support you anymore because they can't see it for themselves. So why would they see it for you? Yeah, because I got I got like even with my um my brand, I got like T-shirts. I got friends that I grew up with. They have yet to purchase the T-shirt, mm-hmm. but because we'll go spend like two hundred dollars on a name brand shirt. Oh, all day, all day, and, and I see, like, and I see it on, fuck you, nigga. yeah, and I see it on Facebook all the time. And I'm like, where well, you couldn't spend like twenty bucks, twenty twenty dollars and fifteen cent on the shirt on my shirt, mm-hmm. and and promote my shirt where it could help. We could like build something together. You can join in on it because like this is an open platform. 
but you would rather promote for another company that's already big, but you want to floss for everybody that's on. But that's what niggas do. And it's a, a mentality that it has to change on a larger scale or we'll be the only ones that continue to be affected by it. Like, white people with pockets are not hurting because we're doing this. Yeah, at all. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. They're, they're not worried about this. It's only affecting us and it's mostly affecting um, black business owners. And it's just stupid because, like, why wouldn't you want to help your own people out? And like I said before, the more that you help me, then the more that other people, once they start getting their money, then they can pour it back into the community. Yeah. I'll let you. So, like, when we talking about the tribe, so if you can think of, like, five, I'm going to put you on the spot right now, too, so you have to All think right. a little bit. So if you was... If you were to design your tribe right now, the people that you need in your in your tribe right now, can you do it? Um, it won't be specific people. Like I couldn't name specific people, but I can name the type of people that I want. Like for sure, I want somebody. Maybe that somebody do taxes or went to business school some way. Maybe you know I can help them. They can help me in some mm-hmm. way. Um, a photographer, I would definitely have a photographer because I need pictures of my makeup. I need to be able to test different makeup looks and stuff. Like, say, if I wanted to do, like, a bridal shoot or something, I need somebody that's on my team to be like, I'm going to take these pictures for you, and then I'll figure out a way to, to pay them back in a way that they need my help, you know what I mean? Um, what else would I really need? Really did put me on the spot. I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I meant about talking points. Okay, um, let me see what else. Somebody that is um like tech savvy, maybe like graphic designer or something that somebody that could do good with that because I'm not good at that. A social media expert, I could really use a person like that. Like somebody that already have a bunch of followers that know the key to unlock this. Cause some people they literally be having 500k followers and then they make a second page and they'll get another 500k like yeah. how did you do that but like you know like those whole follower things like but it generates business though it it, it does generate business like especially when people see how many followers you got mm-hmm. because so, it makes a huge difference yeah. if i'm only getting like 20 likes per post people ain't looking at my stuff they like nobody barely likes her work yeah. so why would i go to her because they, they, if they I see had what everybody 100, else is doing a hundred thousand likes People just come to look at the picture just because it's hundred thousand likes, mm-hmm. and they're gonna like bullshit. it because they yeah. want to be they want to be part of that hundred thousand. Yeah, they want to matter. You know? I'm guilty of it. I went to this girl that had like 15k followers on Instagram to get my hair done, and this bitch was four hours late. <laughs> followers don't mean shit. It don't mean a don't mean a damn thing. And like I'm so past I'm so past the whole follower thing. Like I I've, I've done it before. I pay for followers. I've done all the little tricks to get more followers, but there was no con. There was those followers that I was paying for was not buying. Right. So, so therefore, I was no losing value. more. Yeah. Right. I mean, I can look like I'm pop. I'm popping, but I want to do more than that. that. Right. Everybody want, but it, see, today the people that's not business. They ain't trying to get no money. Yeah, they're not trying. They want. They want to be popular. I don't care what I look like yeah. because at the end of the day, I'm trying to see what that bottom line is. True. So. True. But unfortunately, social media equates to finances nowadays. So it's like a. But you gotta put something out there that's sword. worth like what people pay for. And I feel like with social media, you have if you're gonna sell me, it gotta be something that you 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 are buy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying something you you know. 
if that goes on to the line we were talking about how like the Instagram models and right. like the ones that's half naked. You know, so you got some that's on there making money and you got some that just want that attention. You know what I'm saying? So you right. got you got those people like you got those ones that just want they they get self gratification out of that whole just Well, I think everybody do, even on a personal level, like I mean, to a certain point. I mean, to a certain extent. Yeah, that does make you feel good. Maybe more for women than for men. Yeah. Maybe because women, we already have, like, that just psychological need to be wanted or well-received more than men do. Or at least we show it more than men do. So, like, I get a lot of gratification from posting a picture and getting 100 likes. Like, that makes me feel good inside. Even though I shouldn't care what any of these people think. I like myself. But it's still nice to see if I look up my phone and my notifications blowing up, I'll be like, okay, my little picture doing something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I respect that. I respect it because you are the first female that I talked to that honestly kept it real. And that's the biggest reality of it. It does feel good. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a boost to your self-esteem. Yeah. But it's also bad, too, because you'll get on there and then you start like, comparing yourself to somebody else or what they doing or what they got. And then that's like just negative energy. So and like, I do, I do feel you gotta like, keep social media like right where you want it, basically, and have control over it. Because if you let that stuff control you, next you know your ass is depressed. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 when I was doing, I, I used to find myself like uh, comparing my pictures to other people's pictures, mm-hmm. other photographer pictures. I'm like, man, that. I can shoot that, or I want to shoot stuff like that, and I, I would feel envious mm-hmm. because here I am busting my ass. And this guy, he just posts a picture, right. like, with no hashtag, no nothing. I'm like, and it's getting traction. But here I am posting every day on a, on a set time, trying to be strategic as fuck. And yeah. I can't and get no traction. And then your life becomes a race. Like, you be trying to race with other people that's, like, non-existent to your world. Yeah. And you can't really live like that because things are going to happen when they meant to happen. No matter how bad we want it to happen or how we see somebody else got it and that just make us be spiteful because we just like, well, damn, why not me? Yeah. I'm out here doing my thing. Yeah. Like, I used to be like that. I used to um, do makeup tutorials on Snapchat and I would go on other accounts. Like, they have makeup accounts where a bunch of girls just watch the account to watch different makeup looks and people will go like me and do a makeup look and then other people watch them. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, okay, cool. But then I started seeing people getting more followers and stuff than me that I didn't feel like was a better makeup artist than me. Yep. Social media envy. Yeah. And I was like, no, I ain't doing this shit no more. Because to me, (laughs) what's the point of it? Yeah. I'm with you. So, like, so being that we're on top of the social media, what's your pet peeve on social media? Um, My pet peeve? My most biggest pet peeve when people are too personal on social media, like... I don't think people should know, like, when you got a breakup or, yeah. like, some stuff is just too too personal for social media. I hate fucking filters. Oh, yeah. I hate I filters, I fucking too. hate filters. If I could do anything with social media, I had the power to change something with social media, I would take away every fucking filter they came up with. But these people would be poor if it wasn't fil- for filters because people like to see nice things. That's why Instagram is popular. But it's like, it's not real. Like, that is no, not your not face. Real. Remember I was telling you about the girl who said she hadn't posted a mm-hmm. selfie in over a year that was no filter on it? Yeah. And she literally had got so self-conscious and she basically felt like she was ugly without filters. And that's what and that's what I'm seeing. Like you can't even look in a regular ass mirror without not liking yourself just yeah. because a filter made you feel 
a little bit better. So that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing a trend of like people that's not secure. Mm-hmm. Well, females, like I'm, gonna, I'm gonna just say females, but most of the females are filtered. I'm seeing the trend that, that a lot is of people. That's true, but you also got to think about male accounts versus female accounts. What like, you mean? If a dude is popping on Instagram, he's either funny, attractive, or got money. Okay. So, uh, for a woman, it's going to be something a little bit different than that. I mean, there are some funny girls on Instagram, but they got to be cute, too, because nobody wants to watch an ugly girl tell jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then um, they have to have something going for them. They either already have to already have a lot of followers or they um, have a nice body and they're showing the body off. I feel like the water is more thicker for y'all when it comes to, like... Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's more thicker for y'all. Like it's more, it's like a race to see who get noticed first. Mm-hmm. You know the only mean? thing men really have to worry about is money. Honestly, money solves everything in a man's world. If you have money, you can do whatever it is that you need to do. I wouldn't say a man's world. I say in anybody's world. No, because there's other stuff women have to worry about that men don't have to worry about. All different things, like like looks. What you talking about? Looks don't matter as a man. They don't. So you mean tell me if, if a woman have a substantial amount of money, she can't get what she want? Not like a man, no. I beg to differ. But you would say that because you're a man. You don't. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, telling you from the obstacles that women face. That's what I'm saying. So like, I'm from I'm 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 telling you from a man, and I don't really think I think with a woman, a woman with money can get anything she want. I'm sorry. No, because it's women can't even get into certain meetings just because she's a woman. There's okay. like boys okay. clubs. I'm with, like you. I'm with you. All these things. Like it don't matter if you have money. You, if you're a woman with money, you gotta put a man on your company you're right. so that you can have a more successful company. You're right. You're right. Because you're they're right. not gonna take your business seriously if you're not a man. I'm with you. I'm with you. Because I'm a part of an organization and there's a sister chapter of the organization, but the sister chapter can't meet unless one of the brothers from the organization. Are, there's no women present at the men's meeting, correct? Zero. See what I mean? It's just like, it's a bunch of double standards and stuff for women, especially in the business world. And it's extremely hard to be taken seriously if you look good. Because if you're a woman that looks nice, like sometimes I try and look ugly just so people can understand that I'm a businesswoman. Because if I dress nice, now all of a sudden I'm showing off my curves. Now all of a sudden this dude is trying to hit on me. And I was here to make a professional connection. I was, you know, trying to get some money. It's just, it's way more difficult being a woman. It is, it's crazy. And it's, it's the way, I was about to say, it's the way of the world. But I don't don't take me as a male chauvinist type dude. Yeah, no, you're not. You know what I'm saying? But it's the way of the world. Like, those are things that is way before our time. Yeah. Right. So it would take a whole lot. Like I don't believe in any of that happening. Like we're not slaves anymore. That's probably as far <laughs> as it's gonna go. <laughs> but why skincare? Why did I choose skincare? Yeah. Um, well first I chose makeup. That's like what my biggest passion is. And then the more that I decided to do makeup I just was like, my skin looks bad. And I got to the point where I was wearing so much makeup trying to cover up my skin. 
and I hated that. It was like I felt like the more makeup I learned how to do, the more makeup I wore. And that just was like a very uncomfortable feeling okay. if you don't feel good without having to put something on. Like if I can't just be myself, that doesn't feel good. And that made me want to learn about my skin. And I was already in the beauty industry for so long. So I was like, okay, I'm going to just go back to aesthetic school. And once you get immersed in something and you take a true interest and passion for it, then you can't help but to want to learn more things about it. True. So, and then I just cared about other people's skin and what other people are dealing with, what kind of problems they have. So, that's what really made me get into skincare. Like, I would love to have like my own line one day. Like, that would be amazing. That's what's up. So, why you don't do it? I'm gonna do it, but um, remember what we said? I gotta take one thing at a time. You know what I'm saying? And you know what? You kill me with that. No, you really do. Like, I feel like one thing, I want to perfect one thing before I just try and work on several projects at a time. Because you can have 10 plants, you could water and feed all 10 of those plants, but all those plants ain't going to get the same sunlight. One of them sitting in this spot, one of them sitting in that spot, one of them over here, they're going to grow differently. And I feel like I need to put the sun on the plant that's right in front of me. And once that's that plant has grown and flourished then i can move on and harvest another plant you know what i'm saying like I'm, i mean i'm with you but i i, I see it's a little different and that you know it's difference of opinion yeah and i i feel like there's some truth to what you're saying but i feel like if it's still if you like if you're in it if you have a skill and your skill then have limbs mm-hmm you know, or, or, or branches that that will all shape and sharpen that one skill. So I don't see it, nothing wrong with branching out on this to bring it back to the original skill. And I and meaning, all right. So I, I barber. So me going to get my cosmetology license is a is a branch off that skill that's only going to sharpen that skill. Right. Um. Maybe me going to get like my cosmetic tattoo license. It's a it's a branch. It's a little off the barbering path, but it still will sharpen the barber you know, my barbering mm-hmm. skill because I can take that and I can incorporate it into my barber business. Right. So that's why I feel like I don't feel like I should sit and hone in on barbering forever and let time pass by because if, I, if this on this journey. We have to keep moving and being innovative. So I don't feel like being, I don't feel like sitting still in one career, not one career, one skill set, trying to perfect it and hone it without adding things to it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on the barber, but I'm going to branch off and go get some, some other little things to make my barber to the next level. I mean, and I do do that in a sense with like the different services that I offer to my clients, but I just know how much time and energy it would take for me to actually, and money, of course, that's the main thing. Yeah. So all the time, energy, money, and resources that I'm pulling away from this w- one project to put into the other project. So it's, it would take longer for both of those things to get done. So let me just hurry up and finish this one up. Use all my resources, put that in, get it going. It's going, it's strong. Now I have the income generated from that one to do something else too. 
Yeah. I just feel like, you know, like, when I hear stuff like that, it gives me anxiety. Like You should have anxiety from wearing 5,000 hats. To yeah. me, that makes me have anxiety. Like, like I say, 5,000 hats, but like that 5,000 may like have How something. can you focus? How can I focus? How can you focus on one thing and not be thinking about the other things? Why, like, so, like, if you if you was fo- doing photography or whatever, like, how can you focus on all the things that you need to do to make, like, your barbering business better and not constantly be thinking about what you're doing for the photography business? Too? All right. So, all right. So, like, me, like, all right. So, I, I'm doing barbering. That's my main, that's my main thing. Mm-hmm. Anything else is a side thing. But it all feeds back to barbering. Like my photography, I incorporate my photography with my barber when I take the pictures of my cuts. And also, when the days are slow, and being that this is what I do, and this is on my only source of income, is me going out there hustling for myself. Right. I might take on a photography job. You know what I mean? So I'm not really trying to shape or sharpen my photography. It's a it's a gig. So I'm taking that gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? Oh, what else do I do? <laughs> um, <laughs> my brand. My brand, it really don't stick with photography. I mean, it stick with barbering, but also, like, I well, represent the brand through. and the photography go together because you can use the photography to promote your brand. Yeah, and and see, and it, run, people, and it runs through everything. They the skill of photography. They have to pay somebody else to come take pictures of mm-hmm. them you know their clothing with their models and stuff like that so that's the one thing you already you know got a leg up on with that yeah so like when i feel like if i i hear people told me that a lot people like you need to focus on one thing you need to focus on one thing when they say when people tell me i need to focus on one thing it makes me drive even harder to Mm -hmm. do more because the people that's telling me that i need to focus on one thing they're not living their life they're living they're they're not living their dream Mm -hmm. or or so to speak they're not living to their potential their full potential right i see so 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 when somebody tells me that i always kind of feel like there's more to be tapped into like you can maximize what it is that you're doing because you think oh we are we are are like extraordinary people the human body can withstand so much our brain capacity is amazing the things we can do if we just push ourselves to those limits we got to push ourselves out of that comfort zone and realize, like, once you're out of that, that comfort zone, it gets scary. Yeah. And once it gets scary, that's when you really see the person that you, <laughs> you're supposed to be. You really see your true that's potential. absolutely true. You know what I mean? So, like, that's why, like, when I meet people, I think that what scares people is, like, because I'm so, I'm so they, hungry. Like, they think you own the hinge. Like, people who act like um, business professionals, they act like we living in the wild or something. Yeah. Like, like this morning, I read an article about Elon Musk. Elon, Elon Musk did an um, a interview saying that he's going to have a million robo-taxis on the road by next year. And everybody, all the, all the investors are starting to like pull out because they think he's going insane mm-hmm. to have a million robo-taxis. And basically, what he, you know, if they read behind the words, he's, he's saying that he's going to have a million Teslas on the road. All his cars are self-driven. So it's a road... He's a play on words, robo taxi, which is only going to drive sales mm-hmm. to to his business. And when I was reading that, I was getting so happy, like it was like I knew Elon Musk, and I was about part of it because <laughs> saying something like that, that's telling people like, "Fuck you, this is my dream, and I'm about to I'm about yeah. to do it." So like when I read stuff like from a guy like that, that is make that just gives me hope on this on a lower level that I know I can touch and do 
anything I see. If I see it, I can do it. Yeah. You know, but also I got that, you know, my surroundings too. You know, I think Elon Musk is not surrounded by people that that, that don't doesn't have, have that money. much adversary, you know, like that. He he sit in a room with a bunch of people that might want to hand him some money. Yeah. Versus somebody like us, we have to go find investors. Yeah, find it. Yeah, people, people want to give him the money. Yeah. Willing to believe in what it is that we doing. Yeah. And um, if you don't already have money or already have white skin, that's gonna lower your chances a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm not gonna disagree on that. One. You're right, but you know, I don't know. I I just I can't sit still, and maybe that's a flaw in, in my character that you know. It's not a flaw. A, it's just about reining it in. It's about I I don't think there's no such thing as a true flaw. Because, like, we were purposed with those things for a reason. We just need to learn how to control them and use them to our abilities, you know. And true. And you look at today at today's society right now. Anything that you stay on and stay consistent on is going to break. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I keep pushing, if I keep digging, I keep digging, I keep peeling back layers, something's going to break. And it's it's proven through social media. If you stay active on social media, it's, it's a... a, a it's a strategy on 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 Google. If you Google how to gain followers in on Instagram, yeah, it's going to tell you you stay for thirty days. For thirty days, you you can you can see your followers grow by the hundreds of thousands if you do these things for thirty days. Exactly thirty days. You see what I'm saying? So like, I just feel like this. I'm gonna stay with it. I got to, you know what I mean, and I. And if I try to push you out of your comfort zone, don't get mad at me or don't get an attitude because I try to push you out of your you comfort zone. You think I be getting an attitude, but I just be being responsive to my emotions. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. <laughs> I mean, I don't have an attitude. I would never, like, um, not appreciate what it is you're trying to say or giving me advice because if I didn't respect your opinion, then we wouldn't, you know, even have conversations like this. I, I, I don't waste my time trying to listen to people that I don't think they have any value to their words. So. Cause I I need like for my tribe I need somebody that's that's gonna be just as sane as me. I need to know I got I got a few that's conservative, <laughs> and I got a few that's that's just as fucking wild as me. You know what I mean? So that right there will balance out the whole team. You know, so and and, then, and I'm building my tribe now. I'm building, 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 building. I'm meeting people that I feel like that you know I met them at the right time. Yeah. You know, and I just want to be as productive in your tribe as you are in my tribe so if me pushing you to do things a little bit more and not just focus on one thing because we can do multiple things right and another thing important thing about your tribe is you got to communicate and you got to let them know what they need from you i mean what you need from them true so like people are gonna give you what it is that they need for themselves it's like um the love languages or whatever Mm -hmm. most people are gonna like if I'm a person that like gifts, I'm gonna be a gift giver because that's what I feel like people want because that's what I want. Yeah. So you have to know the people in your tribe what it is that they need from you so that you can help them to be successful. So like all of us, we have different personality traits and stuff like that. So like if you a pushy type of person because you like to be pushed, then sometimes you might need to learn how to curve that a little bit to be more responsive to somebody that maybe don't respond well to being pushed. Because in your eyes, you just see it as motivation, right? Yeah. But somebody else, like somebody that's on a way lower vibration than you, they're going to be like, why are you on my back? Like, that's how they, that's 
how they feel about being like motivated. You know what I but mean? But I feel like if you if you if you if you're on my tribe, you already know me. I try to be transparent <laughs> as hell. So like, don't get mad because I'm on your ass. Right. Just I don't know. Learn how to deal with it. Yeah, because I mean, I'm me personally. I feel like my flaw is I tend I'm too realistic and I'm too honest and too direct. Especially as a woman, you say stuff to certain people and they like don't get what you're coming from or they don't like how you're coming at them because they don't respond to that well. But I'm a person, that's what I need from people. I need somebody to be transparent with me. I need somebody to be honest and just to keep it 100. Like, if this is a stupid-ass idea, tell me this stupid. But... So you can take that, right? So you, so you're saying if yeah, you, yeah, that's why you say, hey, I, I wanna take pure honesty. You say, hey, I wanna, I wanna do this with somebody, eyebrows and blah blah. What do you think? And I, I flat up, I flat out just tell you, that shit dumb as hell. Well, first I'm just gonna ask you why, because you gotta have an explanation. And then if I explain it, it I'm like, what if it's not that you wanna hear? Maybe you just coming to me to get clarification, right? And once I give you my answer, you wanna try to rebuttal that to make it okay for you to do it. So that's like, are you one of the people that just take it like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I just, or you want to people like, no, this is what I, you know, you try to explain it and explain it, explain it. They try to get me to see it, and the, <laughs> you know, just so you can feel better about it. Right, I might be that person. Yeah, so I'm one of the people. I'll cut it short. Like that shit's stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like stop talking about it. <laughs> no, but you're right though. But that's the check and balances thing. You know, that's why you have to keep those people around you to remind you, like, hey man. Yeah. Because hmm. we, we all be tripping sometimes, all people. True that, true that. All right. So what do you think about this uh, the school scandal thing? Oh, man. It is um, so trash. Like, okay. First of all, most people do this in the hood. They try and get their kid to a better school. So they'll use, like, their cousin or their auntie who live in a nice neighborhood address so they can get their kid to a better school. And that's only, you know, for the benefit of their child so they can have a better education because schools in that area, they have maybe higher taxes or just a different tax bracket in general. And they're getting, their public schools are getting more development. Those, they have smaller classroom sizes. The teacher might not be as stressed out because they're not worrying about other outside influences from the school, like gang activity or something that people have to deal with inner cities. And parents literally go to jail. There's two women in prison right now. One of them, she got sentenced to jail for 25 years um, because she sent her kid to school in a school district that wasn't where they lived at. And then another one. She got three years. Yeah, she got three years. Uh, and then you got these celebrities that paid over 500 fucking thousand dollars. And how many tuitions, uh, college scholarships would that money go towards? kids that don't have the money to pay to go to school what i don't get is this you had all the money to develop your child their whole life one lady spent five hundred thousand dollars on one fucking kid just for him to go to a university yeah five hundred fucking thousand dollars and the kid didn't even want to go to school oh yeah she was like yeah she made a whole video in the video she's like um, I don't know how much school I'll actually be attending this year. Yeah, I've I seen that. that. I've seen that. Um, I probably want to go to some parties, see what like the sororities is like. She was like not serious about getting an education. Zero. And it's just come down to privilege and people thinking that they have the right to things. Like 
they did she didn't work hard to get into school she didn't have to get great good grades for 12 whole fucking years like you know keep poor kids we really have to bust our ass to try to get our foot in the door in a good college and they basically just like here's some money um my daughter want to go to school there Uh, but it's like and then won't take responsibility for what they did like i read yesterday the ladies basically what the attorney was claiming is they're not guilty because they paid a consultant so they didn't understand what all of these what the five hundred thousand dollars was going towards they didn't understand that they were paying people off and it's like yes yeah yeah yeah. you're gonna pay for one kid exactly (laughs) you knew that money was being split and spread apart yeah to this person and that person and somebody that work at missions at this school and that school like stop kidding yourself like, how can you say that you didn't know that your kid was getting paid in the school, that you thought that you was just... They basically made it seem it was no different than getting, like, um, tutoring for SATs and ACTs for uh, your kid. Like, uh, no, that's not the same thing. And she paid, like, 15000 in the in the, entry, um, the exam to get her in so they can, you know, like, yeah. kind of afford it. the kid it. didn't 15, have 000. the grades at all. Like... <sighs> I'm all about investing into my children, but I, I'm my kids are gonna have to work hard. They're gonna show, have to show me. Like if they want to go to college, I'm gonna help pay for the education, no problem. Like I'll go into that, paying for my kids' education. But I'm not about to be having no spoiled rotten ass kid, like not even caring about going to school and think I'm about to be jumping through all these hoops, paying 500k. You know yeah, what she could have did with that five hundred k? That's how you know she just got insane. money to waste. That's insane. Because her daughter ain't either ain't about to go to school or she not gonna take it seriously. She don't even care about getting a real job afterwards. Yeah. So, question now, now, just to be honest, would you do it for your kid? Not not the five hundred thousand, not the fifteen thousand, uh, maybe fifteen thousand. Um, I would not because I feel like that's it's no value in that. It's no value in teaching your kid how the world. Mo- Works well. I'm gonna be the. Let me be the the um the bad news guy. Like not bad news guy, but let, let me be the. What what's the word I'm looking for? The person that looks at it from another angle. I feel like, and this is me honestly speaking. If my son, say what he's in the fourth grade now, in about a couple years, he graduated high school, and there's opportunity for him to go to a school. Mm-hmm. Depending on how the world is going to this day, I'm sorry. If it's if 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 it's opportunity for him to have an advantage, I'm with it to a certain extent. To a certain extent. Well, one I really don't even believe in college for real. Like, I really don't, I don't either. I see very little value in education, especially for Black people, because. To me, I feel like business ownership is where it's at. That's what everybody should be doing. That mm-hmm. is what everybody should be. The goal is uh, black people in general. They want to work for somebody else for their entire life. And that's why our community is still poor. Well, you think about it. We never we didn't come up in a in a, in a society where we had to leg up when this world was making profit off the stock market or whatever. We were the first commodity on the stock market. We didn't have an opportunity to take advantage of the low, uh, the land that they were giving away, the stocks that you could buy for a dollar because we weren't allowed to trade in the stock market. But it was so stupid. Mm-hmm. So we didn't see that coming up. 
And even though like certain certain kids, the white kids didn't see their ancestors or their grandparents, you know, saying being at a strong financial point in their life, they still had this unconscious way of life that nobody else was gonna have mm-hmm. that looked like you and I. So they they didn't. It's just a thing that just kind of went with the time, like you know. I don't. I really would like to know what type of conversation they have with their kids you know what I mean because like you know we sit and talk about talk with our kids on do's and don'ts and this and that mm-hmm. well I don't know what kind of conversation they have with their kids when they you know when they're when they're, when they're at a financial advantage what, t- what 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 conversation do you think like they have with their kids like to be to get them the mindset well, you can't group all people together, but I think in general, most people, white people that have like an affluent background, they have a sense of entitlement about them. So it's clear that they're not teaching them anything about hard work. Yeah. Um, although from a financial standpoint, like as black people or just poverty people in general, we have like, we don't have the upper leg, but to me, those like street smarts, those hard lessons, the hard work, the dedication that we have to put into something to actually earn it, like that makes us stronger and better people. Like if black people had more confidence to just do their thing, to really be out here like grinding and stuff, then we would be so successful. But they don't want to do that. They don't want to. They're still on education. Yeah, I wish you on that. Like, cause we don't see it. There's no example. There's not. There's not an example from like years and years and years and years ago for for us to follow. The only example we have is work until we die, or if you're in the projects, you know that mentality in the projects. That's all we have. You can think about like if we grew up in a household where. Mm-hmm. There was a financial stability there. Our, our mindset would be different. Our ability to save, our ability to shop smarter, right. ability to buy, invest. But when you, for years and years and years, you got people that growing up in a certain situation. Only a few going to think like that. Only a few yeah. going to think outside the box. You know, and that's only when they get a, a taste of what life is outside of. The concrete jungle, where you want to call yeah, it, you right. know. I was so, gonna say the cage, bro. It's a cage. <laughs> For real. So I mean, like, I really can't blame. That's why I'm getting to the point. I really don't blame black people for. I just feel like at some point you have to stop making excuses about the past. Yeah, because, that's what I'm like I don't. Um, black people were sitting idle for a long time. Like we haven't been really trying to do nothing since the '50s. Like our greatest leaders and you know most dopest people most influential people they die and they just kind of let their legacies and stuff go with it like martin luther king died and that's where his dream stopped because people stopped doing the work to so that black people could achieve all these things and there's people like you know nipsey hustle for example you know what i'm saying like he really was saying that same stuff in his music and his messages he was saying those exact same things about how you know black people as a community can get a leg up how we can you know we could put ourselves into those same positions but and then you think about it something like that you think about everybody that was great and that spoke for the people was assassinated Mm -hmm. so then you got 
us that look just like the people that was assassinated. It's like every time like we, it seems like we, we if we get a leg up or we get somebody that that's exposing the truth, they take them out, and then they keep us keep us blind and keep us dumb and we keep rolling and then the next one come up. But that's you because um, black people don't want to see other black people shine. So there's always like one person or a few people. But if more black people supported other black people, we would have a larger platform to stand on. Period. Oh. We wouldn't. If black people supported black businesses, we wouldn't even need white business. Uh, definitely, of Do course. You, black people, I don't know what the exact statistic is, but we spend more money than anybody else in the country mm-hmm. on dumb shit. We're the biggest. Clothes, we're, we're the number one consumers. Food, um, hair, housing, hair. hair, everything. We spend the most money, and all that money is white dollars. Imagine if all that money white was going dollars, into white dollars, Indian dollars, Asian dollars. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I was just telling my sister the other day because. Um, Sometimes people will message me like on Facebook or from one of my posts and they'll ask a thousand questions like, how much does it cost? Or send me some pictures. And they literally will walk into an Indian spot and get their brows threaded. Never met the girl in their life. Mm-hmm. Don't know how good her work is. Didn't know how much it cost until they walked in. And easily they will give that money to them. No problem. Yeah. Because like you said, we're on the same level. I'm black, you black. And you just see like, this just another girl trying to get a come up for something. Mm-hmm. You got to question me and find out what am I worthy enough of your money. But you don't do that to no other, nobody else. Mm-hmm. If know. we got out of that mentality, like we would be so strong. So strong. It's just like when, um, the whole thing happened and like the, the thing where, what's his name? The rapper, uh, Kodak Black. Oh. How how they they interrupt his whole sales, mm-hmm. like his sales dropped like three hundred percent the day after he said that, and how black people well people I didn't say black people I hate saying black white people but how people came together and mostly if you look at the internet it's mostly black people how they were boycotting his music mm-hmm. which resulted in a drop in sales. Well, I have but a if huge we do that, with that anyway, because I mean this is a little bit sidetracked, but. Nobody cared about all this problematic shit he was saying until it was like another about another dude's girl. And he is like on trial right now for fucking rape. Like he's been accused several times of rape and nobody was calling him out. No other rappers, nobody in industry, nobody oh, was even, black. I didn't even know he him. was on. Yes, he has he open like, he has open cases, bro. He's a rapist and he says rapey shit in his music. In his interviews, oh, he's like, literally a pervert. I literally don't give that that guy no. Well, I actually I do. That one's you know, uh, one he got me. a couple. And now that one song, a couple fire verses. Now that right there, now that right there is my my jump. But as far as him, like his little antics on social media, I think he said the stupidest and the dumbest well, he shit has ever. Like a third grade education or something. He is stupid, and this is what black people are allowing to represent us, like. But this, this and this is that's and this is so problematic. Like nobody had an issue with what he was doing until all of a sudden he like talking about Nip's girl, and I'm like, y'all do know he was raping last week, right? But <laughs> this is what set off yeah. the ball. This is why you can't buy his music. Yeah. What? But but, but you see how like that people join if together they come and together, that together, yeah. But if you every every store every Asian store that show. That show discrimination against black people, and they're in the hoods. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. If you we came together and stopped buying, they gotta close the door. Anywhere, any store that 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 discriminate, if we just come together and just stop buying, 
that's how the answer is gonna. But like people, we just can't but do it that. It won't happen because people don't want to support their own. People. And look at the whole Gucci thing. Yeah. You had some rappers say no, we're not gonna support Gucci, and then the other rappers like, man, I don't care what's going. Well, not rappers, celebrities are like, I don't care what's going on. I'm still right. gonna rock Gucci. And so it's like, if you got people like that that's not seen on the same, seeing things on the same axis or whatever platform, I don't. It's it's gonna be hard. And it's going to be a continued thing, and I think that that's never going to change. So, like, I guess, like, forming these little pockets of power is, like, the thing to have now, I think. Well, like a tribe. Like, you know, like, we were talking about tribe, but, like, like you 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 form a big You got to do what you can do around your immediate environment. Like, you got to make an impact in your area. So that it can really be something effective like you know like what Nipsey was doing yeah. so like right here in Hopewell I want to make an impact in Hopewell but which it will disseminate through other areas too mm-hmm. but I really want to make a huge impact so that's why like forming that little pocket of power and just moving it but you know and, and growing but I don't even think like it can be done because those people will gravitate towards you like as you as your goals come into fruition, like I don't know how, but it just everything start lining up, like it really do. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. So shoot, well, I enjoy our talk. I don't want to keep going on because we already about already at an hour. Okay, yeah. But like sorry. right before we leave, though, random random topic, and we gonna end it on that. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to say what I want to say about Donald Trump. Um, I think that he is irresponsible. I mean, he has our whole country in his hands, and he just be saying the most worst, stupid thing. I don't understand how to do this still in office. I mean, they be, literally have all these things lined up against him for fraud and stuff like that. He won't show his records. Like, I mean, we all know he's just a terrible person. The wall—that's the main thing that that's I really can't do. Is what the wall that's a distraction from what else are they trying to do yeah all those, I mean it's always a distraction yeah can we talk about why gas almost three dollars <laughs> <laughs> well I thought it been three dollars well I, I I use 93 so I'm already paying three dollars oh no yeah so <laughs> so you're not liking that no it's even three dollars on base um it's it's two something I mean it's getting up there oh I seen somebody post a meme the other day. If gas go below two dollars again, I'm freezing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, everybody, thank you for listening and tuning in to Cuts and Conversations. <laughs> I'm your host Jay or Joe, as long as you add amazing in the front of it. And I'm Shay. Thank you guys for having me. All right. Until the next time. Peace.